Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Danny Boy. Nothing personal word of the day is Danny Boy. Oh, Danny Boy. We'll get to that later. Danny Boy is in Danny Snyder. Today is today is Tuesday, May 24th. It doesn't get old. Does it get old for you? Because it does not get old for me. I love not knowing the day. Every day to me feels like Tuesday. It's just another Tuesday. Danny Boy as in Danny Snyder. He's really something. We took a break from the commanders because for whatever reason, there's been like two weeks in a row maybe. Maybe it's three weeks. I can't remember the last time that he let off a show. But it's too good to be true what happened yesterday. Two things. Let's bring you inside the offices of the Washington commanders. There's a knock on the door. Danny's there. Danny Boy is there with Tanya. They're hanging out. They've got... The Schwarzenegger DeVito twins desks facing each other. But Tanya runs it, not Danny Boy. And they're on their machines. They have laptops open. Like George Clooney and Vera Farmiga trying to schedule their next soiree in Up in the Air. They lift up their laptops and are going through and they're searching through stories. Huh? Oh, no. Danny. Danny, look what that guy's reporting again. That guy doesn't like us. You think that the owners, are they counting to get us out? No. That's the report going around. Okay. Let me break it down for you. If there are 24 owners in the National Football League who've had enough of Daniel and Tanya Snyder and the Washington Red Anders, they can actually get rid of him. Remember when we talk in baseball about how owners, in theory, can be Cast aside, in baseball, you need 23 votes. In football, you need 24 votes. Why the extra vote? Two extra franchises. 24 of 32, 23 of 30. Boom. But in baseball, we'd sit around and talk about getting rid of certain owners. People would sit around talking about getting rid of me, I'm sure. So basically, we're all sitting around talking about getting rid of the other person. Yeah, well, that's, that guy's not good for baseball. No, we're not going to let Cuban in. That's ridiculous. Samson, get rid of him. That Laurie guy, he's not trying to win, and he's taking my revenue-sharing dollars. Worse, that Laurier guy's taking my revenue-sharing dollars and beat me in a World Series. Get rid of him. Well, then you go around to the other owners and you start talking. You're doing sidebars and you're thinking about your position in the game. And you're always keeping in mind the number eight. In football, you're keeping in mind the number nine. That's the Paul Lind block number. My position on being kicked out of the game was always the same. Of course, it's baseball, not life. It's not real. It's business, that's for sure. But there's that great Freddy Gonzalez quote that I've spoken about before. 
It's not Freddy Gonzalez. He's just the, one of the managers who gave it to me. They come for me now. They're coming for you next. That's breaking it down like four paragraphs into one. What Daniel Snyder has done is worthy of being kicked out, the owners are saying, because it's different than being racist or sexist. It's different than having a bad front office. It's different than not winning or winning too much or trying not to win or trying to win. It's different than cheating, sign stealing, deflating. There's one thing that makes what Daniel and Tanya are alleged to have done very different. Stealing money from other owners. So we did a show a while back where we said, if that's the case, that's the end of Daniel Snyder. So now we hear an owner leak out a statement through a reporter saying, if those financial improprieties happened, that's the nail in the coffin. We are counting votes. Counting votes, that's no joke. It's not like an election where you're counting hanging chads and you're trying to see if 537 votes are going to be the difference. Thank you, Billy. Or if you're trying to stuff the ballot box and you live in Chicago, or if you're trying to say this absentee ballot doesn't work and you're trying to fix the election or not fix the election or certify the election or get rid of the electors or change the electors or hope for the best. This is a little different when you're in sports and you've got so few to deal with. You can actually go one at a time. Imagine to be president of the United States if you could literally, literally go one voter at a time and count the votes. Well, in baseball, you do. In football, you do. And the conversation goes something like this. Hey, Jerry. And the reason you start with Jerry is that if Jerry's not on board, then there's nothing to talk about. It's not about what Mark Davis wants or the Mara family, although it could be, but it's not. It starts and it stops with Jerry Jones. You've got Roger Goodell speaking to Jerry Jones. You've got the other owner speaking to Jerry Jones, and they're taking his pulse. Jerry Jones is not going to be in favor as much as the Cowboys can't stand the Redskins and the Commanders can't stand the Cowboys and Daniel Snyder and Jerry Jones are competitive in their own way, mostly off the field, I'm sorry to say, or I'm happy to say. Jerry Jones is not going to be in favor of getting rid of Daniel Snyder as an owner because Jerry Jones knows he's sitting on a $10 billion franchise and as he told you last week, I am never underscore ever, absolutely never, ever going to sell estate taxes, be damned. Jerry Jones is smart enough to know that he can live with Daniel Snyder and any of the financial improprieties. You can find him, take away some draft picks, which you would like from a competitive standpoint in the NFC least. You can do all of those things, but don't you dare take away his franchise because then I've got to start counting votes and I ain't spending my remaining years counting votes. So Daniel and Tanya are sitting looking at each other. They're reading the article and they're saying, all right, it looks like owners are counting votes. We need to change the narrative because that's what we do. The command skins are really good at that, right? When anything negative comes out, they try to release something positive. Sean Taylor isn't told about his retirement jersey or the family's not told about his retirement. There's problems in the front office. There's misogynistic. There's stealing and, and not letting files go. All the negative stuff, all of a sudden, there's a positive release. So they're sitting there. They're talking to their PR people. And they're saying, all right, I have an idea. I think it's time that our fans knew that we're ready to get rid of that crap, leaking, disgusting football stadium that we play in that's not worthy of our great multi-billion dollar franchise. It's time to build a new one. That'll make the public happy. So let's release what we did last week. It's going to be great. 
And Danny says, are you sure, Tanya? Because this whole public financing thing, you had the Marlins, you had Inter-Miami, you've got Buffalo. There's like a lot of stuff. I'm not sure we should do that. No, no, this is different, Danny boy, I promise. Why is it different? Because we only bought the option. Huh? <laughs> I wonder if they pass the peas. I wonder if they do that like at their dinner table. If they separate business and this blazer I'm wearing, if you're on YouTube, nothing personal with David Sampson. It's in the rotation. It's here today. It's supposed to be my blazer of the day today. And this happens every time I wear it. It's driving me up a wall. It's got these buttons on it. Do you hear that? And every time I put my wrist down, they're clinking. And it's making me crazy and losing my train of thought. It's like a clinker. I'm going to I'm gonna sit with my arms out and keep going. What were we talking about? Danny and Tanya and leaking out the option that they used to buy 200 acres of land, wait for it, in Virginia, 23 miles from the U.S. Capitol. Now, 23 miles, if you're in Iowa, that's called getting a quart of milk. 23 miles, if you're in the D.C. metro area, it's called you better bring supplies. So the option they have is to make an entire Danny city. They want retail. They want commercial. They want big box. They want small box. They just want box. They want anything they can do in order to make non-football related revenue. And they're going to use the stadium as the centerpiece, which makes me smile. Anyone been to the Meadowlands recently? This is one of my favorite related companies. Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, the guy who brought you Grand Prix and tennis and has totally redone the whole area around Hard Rock Stadium, Pro Player Stadium, Joe Robbie Stadium, Dolphin Stadium, Landshark Stadium, Dolphin Stadium. And the thought was, which Wayne Huizinga had, let's make it a destination. Let's make it fun. So Stephen Ross went to New York and said, I've got an idea. I'm going to develop a whole area around the Meadowlands, the swamps of Jersey, baby. So they put in a huge mall. They've got an indoor ski slope. I think they've got chairlifts. I think they have gondolas. I think you can go there and you can shop. You can hang out. It's totally fun. All built around MetLife Stadium. And here's what happened. It totally sucks. No one goes there. There's only eight games a year there, plus two preseason games. The occasional concerto. What about... Bittersweet Symphony. It's a bittersweet. Wait, that's not Coldplay, is it? Coca? Coca? Is it Bittersweet Symphony that sing that? What is Coldplay's uh, song? That's Fiona Apple's father, right? That's Don Johnson's daughter's boyfriend. Is that the guy who pitches for the Braves? I think his name is Chris Martin. They're playing there June 4th and 5th. There'll be about 65, 75,000 people, not one of whom are going to go into the mall. Oh, the Verve do Bittersweet Symphony? Why do I confuse that? It's a bittersweet. Anyway, guess what? The whole development thing around a football stadium, it's horse hockey. But everyone's nervous. Are the commanders going to build a new ballpark way outside of their zone, way away from their fans? But guess what? They didn't spend $100 million, folks. They actually only bought an option. So Jason Wright is their team president, and he came up with a good one. He said, everything is incredibly confidential. 
the way we have always endeavored to do business with partners, Maryland, Virginia, or DC, is to treat this as their project, their economic development strategy, and to keep everything as quiet as possible so that those aims they have are most able to be accomplished. Oh my God, Jason. A couple things about when you give interviews about getting projects done, public-private financing, because I may know a thing or two, the, ho- it's, the joke's over, right? You can't keep saying, no, this is for you. You have to stand up and say, no, no, this is for Danny boy. And how confidential are you keeping it when you're leaking the fact and you wanted out that you bought the option? Why would it be good to say that you bought option for land in Virginia? Let me think, let me think, let me think. Did the A's ever make it known that they bought options to buy land in Vegas? I'm trying to remember whether they did that as the Howard Terminal deal in Oakland was being pursued and voted on and contemplated by the public. I wonder whether when you buy option on land in Virginia, if you're actually trying to get Maryland and the district to do what they have not agreed to do because you know you don't want to move to 23 miles away from the capital when you've only been 11 away. Hmm. Let me think. Let me think. Danny, this is going to work perfectly. I promise you. Tanya, are you sure? Danny, would I ever let you down? Danny boy. Love you, man. Thank you so much. It doesn't mean a thing. Don't worry, folks. Josh Donaldson. He did not appeal a suspension. We did a show yesterday where we told you what was going to happen. People got upset. We did a wait to see. What are you talking about? Donaldson's not going to be suspended. I said, yes, he is. That was just yesterday's wait to see. When we tell you something's going to happen, then when it does, we revisit it. And when it doesn't, we revisit it. Because we can't be right. It's been 602 damn shows. How can we be right every single time? But this was a quickie. And there's nothing wrong with a quickie when you've got some place to go. Just don't trip. So Josh Johnson got suspended for a game. That's half the wait to see. I said he wouldn't appeal. And he did. That's one wrong, one right. Josh, a quick message for you. In this situation... You need to stand up, take the mic, and say, I accept MLB's punishment. I absolutely understand that I was in the wrong. And for all of you people on Twitter and everywhere else saying, he called himself Jackie Robinson, that's fine. Can I say this, Coca? You can edit this out of the show. Aren't there certain words that some people can say that other people can't? Like, I can't say a word that other people can because it's totally inappropriate and I never would say it. It's not in my nomenclature or vocabulary, so I wouldn't even say it on Ambien. But yet, if someone else says it in a song, in a lyrics, or in a movie, that's okay, right? Just like there's some jokes I can tell, like about a Jewish deli, or about a, hear the one about the rabbi and the cantor and the, it's supposed to be in the priest, but I shouldn't be saying the priest because I'm about the rabbi and the cantor. Huh, can't tell that joke anymore. The one with the two parachutes and the three parachutes and the four people. Anyway, Josh Donaldson stands up and says, I shouldn't have said that. Whether he thinks he's Jackie Robinson or not, the fact of the matter is, with the history between us and what we are trying to accomplish as a society, I should not have said it. I accept my one-game appeal. My one, God damn it, four, six, nine. I accept my one-game suspension. But of course, Josh Donaldson didn't, so he gets to play against the Orioles. 
I wonder what's going to happen. MLB released a statement that was pretty telling. And they released it in a way that we don't normally, we, there's a dollar. They don't normally talk about the appeals process. They sort of let that, let the PR people tell the media what happened. But the Yankees really, and MLB had to be very careful with this issue, as you would imagine. So they basically said that the Yankees, Donaldson has received a one-game suspension and an undisclosed fine for his inappropriate comments during Saturday's game. Inappropriate comments. And by the way, this was announced by Michael Hill, the SVP of on-field operations. Not a coincidence. Michael Hill said, because that's his job, Michael Hill said, quote, MLB has completed the process of speaking to the individuals involved in this incident. There is no dispute over what was said on the field. That's true. They all admitted it. Donaldson too. Regardless of Mr. Donaldson's intent, the comment he directed toward Mr. Anderson was disrespectful and, wait for it, all caps, I'm doing that, in poor judgment particularly when viewed in the context of their prior interactions. Got it? But then they're setting the record for the appeal. In addition, Mr. Donaldson's remark was a contributing factor in a bench-clearing incident between the teams and warrants discipline. Now we're talking. When you discipline a player, you want to make sure that you've got a belt and maybe a few suspenders because you're going to go to arbitration if the player's not going to appeal. That entire statement by MLB would have been different if Josh Donaldson had accepted his one-game suspension. If Josh Donaldson had accepted it, MLB would not have mentioned anything about this being a factor toward a bench-clearing incident. Because they would want to make the focus so all the fans would realize that MLB is on this. And they are not going to allow any sort of remarks or insensitive behaviors or remarks that could be interpreted by anybody, including all African Americans or anybody. But when Josh Donaldson said, I'm appealing, MLB said, all right, now we want to win this appeal. So we've got the belt of saying, hey, Jackie. But we've got the suspenders of saying, look, bench clearing brawls, bench clearing incidents. We have the right to appeal. History and precedent shows that a one game suspension, at least for the insider of a bench clearing incident, is fine, which gives the arbitrator the right to uphold the suspension without commenting on whether or not this was racist. So many layers. I'm going to give you a wait to see right now. By the way, the end of the statement, they said the discipline will be held in abeyance until the process is complete because Donaldson has elected to appeal. That normally wouldn't appear in a statement. I'm going to do an extra wait to see here, Coca. Wait to see. Donaldson will lose his appeal. The one-game suspension will be upheld. Wait to see. Okay. I think let's go to break now, Coco, because when we come back, we're going to review a movie that was insane, starring Jared Carmichael. And we're also going to talk about what happened. We're going to talk a little hockey. Yes, we are. Don't turn the dial. Is it turn the dial or press fast forward or turn it off? Turn it off like a light switch. It's no little Mormon trick. We'll be right back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. We do it all the time. Hi, it's David Sampson. Welcome back. Thank you for sitting through that gauntlet. Hey, we don't do that LinkedIn stuff anymore. What happened there? Did CBS and did LinkedIn say, well, we don't like the way Sampson reads because he never has any personal stories. Coca's whist. Oh, Coca, are you serious? <laughs> All right, Coca, this is live, folks. This is how we roll on nothing personal. Coca just said, do it. Do the LinkedIn read. We're supposed to do it today. I totally forgot. Do it. So he's in my ear saying, do it. And I mentioned it's like we're in total sync. So here we go off the top of my head. LinkedIn, use it because it's important. And you can list your jobs and find jobs and meet people. And if you're a small business, you're going to be excited because there's like one 452.4 million job seekers who all want to go to samson slash dot com linkedin dot net org at, what what is it stamp link linkedin dot com slash samson candidates they're yours it's number one coca i'm making this up we didn't prepare for this okay all right just know that LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your, slow down, post your job, for, slow down, Coca. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash C-O-C-A. Is it, they changed it to Coca? No, they did, did they really? All right, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Samson or Coca, whichever you choose. That's linkedin.com slash Samson to post your job for free. Terms, conditions, apply, we're back. I watched a movie. Are we back from the break? Or did we not go to break yet? I can't remember. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. <laughs> oh, Danny boy. Danny boy. What are we doing? Where are we? We're back. Okay. On the count of three. Ready? Four, six. Oh, no. The Count of Three is the movie? Just kidding, guys. I watched a movie starring Jared Carmichael. Jared Carmichael is the comedian who has a special 
and he did a movie called On the Count of Three. Let me tell you two things about this movie that blew my mind. Number one, it starts with two people holding guns to each other's head. I thought to myself, this can't be the comedian guy, right? Because are they going to kill each other? So they count to three on the count of three, like we're going to kill each other. Horrible, scary, nightmarish. Is this a comedy? Is this a tragedy? If they kill each other in the first minute of the movie, is that the end of the movie? And what the hell's the Fonzie doing? Is it the Fonzie, Fonzie, or Fonz? Henry Winkler, the father from Click, plays a therapist. Very important part of this movie. Two men, best friends, say we're going to kill each other because we have miserable lives. The whole movie takes place in the day that they are going to kill themselves. That's the movie. Tiffany Haddish makes an appearance as the significant other of Jared Carmichael. You know, he came out as gay in one of his specials recently. What would have been wrong? I was trying to think about this when I was watching the movie. If his significant other had been a man in this movie, like, was there a pressure to get financing for the movie that it had to be a woman because we have to have social norms? Not like Doogie Howser playing a, a total chick guy when he's not in real life. I'm not saying that if you're straight, you have to play straight people, and if you're gay, you have to play gay people. I'm actually saying that when you make a movie, these days, would we have thought any differently about this movie if the significant other had been a man? I don't know. All I know is that the movie is mediocre. The scenes with Henry Winkler are interesting. The premise is so upsetting that if you're looking to not watch a movie, then don't watch on the count of three. Because I kept counting to three, hoping it would go away. Luckily, the running time was only 86 minutes. Okay. Ooh, good question from you guys today. Go ahead, Coco. You know what I want? I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. That's when you go on Twitter at David P. Sampson, get into my DMs and ask a question, and I'll answer it maybe. Hello, David. Hi, how are you? No, that was me talking to you. With Mike Clevenger on the injured list for the San Diego Padres, can you discuss your views of pitching depth and whether the Padres regret the trade with the Indians? Love that question. Okay, do you remember when Mike Clevenger pitched for the Cleveland Indians? Mike Clevenger was then traded. He was this amazing pitcher, and everyone was wondering who's going to get him. Are the Indians going? Oh, they're the Guardians. Correct. Sorry, Coca. But they were the Indians when they had him. Like, <clears throat> who won the 1997 World Series? Coca, when I say to you, who won the 97 World Series? What's your answer? Isn't it the Florida Marlins? That's what I think it is. So when Mike Clevenger was traded, who traded him? It was the Cleveland Indians, not the Cleveland Guardians. I mean, I, I guess you can all disagree with me, but I'm going to refer to them as the Indians when they were the Indians. Anything that's happening this year, for example, Josh Naylor plays for the Cleveland Guardians. Get it? He was traded by the San Diego Padres as part of this trade for Clevenger. At the time, it was a huge trade. The Padres were looked at 
as the team. Now they're going for it. They've got Machado. They've got Hosmer. They're getting Snell, Darvish, Clevenger. This is unreal. And then, boom, snapped off Tommy John surgery. Clevenger is out. And then the Padres add more pitching depth and more pitching depth. This year, they were getting Clevenger back, and they traded for Sean Manaya, that pitcher for the Oakland A's when they were trading all their players. They traded Manaya to the Padres. And everyone kept saying, my God, this is it. The Padres have all this depth. So the way we do it in spring training is we've got a piece of paper. It's a piece of paper that is pretty big, actually. And we're in a meeting. We do this. We start this during the offseason, but then we bring it to spring training. It's our list of starting pitchers on the roster. And then the next group is the list of starting pitchers not on the 40-man roster and what their option status is, what year they have to be added to the roster if we don't add them to the roster, then they can be subject to the Rule 5 draft, etc. And so we keep a list. Now, you would think with your payroll at $50 million or $200 million that everybody's list would be the same. Or would you think that everybody's list would be different? Would you think that with the lower payroll, the Marlins, for example, would say, hey, we got five pitchers. That's all we have. That's all we can afford. That's what's on our payroll. That's our starting pitching depth. Nope. Every Major League Baseball team counts to, wait for it, it's got a one and it's got a five. Fifteen pitchers are on our piece of paper. You hope to God that you can go 30 times through a rotation. Same five guys the whole year. Find me the last time. Jason Stark, are you out there? Are you still listening to the show? When's the last time a team had five starting pitchers for an entire season that only five people started? Five people started games, period, for a season. Now that there's openers, right, I guess we can't count that, but I would. I can't remember. So we'd always go in saying, oh, yeah, if we can just get, this is what we'd say to our fans at FanFest. Oh, we're looking for 200 innings and 30 starts. If we get if we get 92 starts from our top three starters and we get approximately 580 innings, we're going to be competing in October because we would do the math. We'd put the name of the starter, the number of starts, the number of innings as the goal. Then we would have contingency plans. What happens when this guy goes down and this guy goes down and this guy stinks and that guy stinks? We're going to move that guy in, that guy in. And before you know it, you've started seven guys, then nine, then 11, then 13, and you're bringing people up. You're adding them to the roster. You're hoping that they can pitch. You're starting with minor leaguers. You're looking at the waiver wire. You're scouting the independent leagues looking for Sid Finch. Every Major League Baseball team is doing the same thing, whether you're the Yankees, Dodgers, or the Marlins and Guardians. You need pitching depth. It is the single most important depth piece of your team. The San Diego Padres, when they were collecting all of these pitchers, right? Remember, they've got Darvish and Musgrove and Mackenzie Gore and Nick Martinez, all these guys. I am the first to criticize and to tell you the truth about A.J. Preller and the problems I have with him, his medical records, and the way he operates. But when it comes to collecting pitching depth, I'm with you, A.J. I'm totally with you. Now, Clevenger's only pitched 33 innings in the three seasons he's been in San Diego. Can you believe that? 33 innings in the three seasons he's been in San Diego. 33 innings. Do they look back on that trade and say, wow, 
that probably wasn't good. We probably shouldn't have necessarily traded Cal Quantrill. And that guy, Josh Naylor, remember all that grand slam? He set a Major League Baseball record with eight RBI after the eighth inning or something totally insane. I think that was two weeks ago. But do you know how we work in front offices in baseball? It's like buying stocks, folks. NLB. NLB. Never look back. You can't. If I am the owner of the Padres, I'm not upset with A.J. Preller for trading for Mike Clevenger at all. But I'm also happy with A.J. Preller that he's collected all this depth. So you ask me, my view of pitching depth, it's all that matters. Do the Padres regret the trade? No chance, toilet pants. Speaking of regret, it's hockey time. When you have the best team in the regular season, you win something in the National Hockey League called the President's Cup. The President's Cup means like you're the president. Now, it's funny. It should be the owner's cup because the president's not the number one person. The president's the number two person in every company. So therefore, I don't know why they call it the President's Cup. That's very weird. Is it named after a president? Is it like named after somebody? I really don't know. But in any case, I would just like to mention that the Panthers won the President's Cup, best team in the regular season. South Florida's all excited. You got the Lebetard show leaning into it. They're sending people to road games, to home games. Everything is outstanding. And then they lose game one to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Then they lose game two to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Then they lose game three to the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa. Then they work the pole. When you're down 3 nothing in a series, you have no chance of coming back. What do you do if you're in Tampa? It's called Mons Venus following Burns Steakhouse. That's totally normal. That's like a Tuesday. If you don't know what I'm talking about, GTS. What a great rumor that the Florida Panthers players went to a strip club in between games three and four. <gasps> it can't be. You're down three games to none and you don't sit in your room in the fetal position under the covers sucking your thumb the way the fans are? Is that because the players don't care as much as the fans? Or the players are saying, holy Christ, the season's about to end, and I got to get back home. My days of road tripping are over till next season. Better get one more in. Everyone was all upset. That's why they lost game four and got swept, because they were at strip clubs. Was that a source? My source says they weren't there. My source says they were there. Let me tell you something. When people and athletes go to strip clubs, people go through the front door, athletes go through the back door. I'm not saying what executives do. Once you go through the back door, and I mean of the store, because it's a storefront, you walk in, sit down, eat some chicken wings, you go play your game. The Tampa Bay Lightning are two-time defending Stanley Cup champs. The Florida Panthers did not lose because of a strip club. They lost because the Lightning are a better team. Are the Lightning a better team overall? No, the Panthers won the President's Cup. You should all be proud. The Panthers won their first playoff series in 26 years. You should be proud. Everybody on Twitter and all around South Florida, everyone is despondent. They're singing taps. Na, 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 na. That's not taps. Na, 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 na. That's not taps either. Well, how does taps go, Coca? It's, um, day is done. No, that's the friendship circle from Camp Interlochen. Okay, can't think of it. Do you know the Tampa Bay Lightning are going for their third straight Stanley Cup? 
The owner of the Tampa Bay Lightning is a guy named Jeff Vinnick who came in and said, unlike Arizona and Gretzky, not the dog, but the man, who's maybe a dog, hockey can work where it's hot. The Panthers have not been successful. The Coyotes have not been successful. But the Lightning, holy shnikes. Jeff Finnick, the owner, has a stadium downtown, great area around there, great atmosphere, a lot going on, and a winning team, and a winning team. Trying to become the first three-peat team in hockey since the Mike Bossy, may he rest in peace, he just passed away, the Islanders. Remember Brian Trottier? They won four cups in the early 80s. After the Canadians won four cups in the late 70s. Now the Lightning are going for three in a row. The Panthers, even though they have the home ice advantage, there's no way they were going to beat the Lightning. And this is not me speaking after the fact. The Lightning are a seasoned playoff team. You know how it works in sports. You need to take steps. The Panthers took a step. If you want to be upset at Vinny, the owner of the Panthers, then wait till after next season. If the Panthers do not improve what they do in the playoffs next year, then I consider things a failure. Not this year. And in terms of the strip club, just GMAB, would you please? So Jeff Vinnick is in an interesting position. He is like the man in Tampa. He really is the man. Will he buy the race? That's been the rumor going around Tampa for a while. He'd be a perfect owner. He'll get a stadium done in Tampa He'll move it right to downtown and he'll combine the lightning and the rays and we'll all be together. It'll be kumbaya. It'll be perfect. All of a sudden, our problems will be solved. Do you know why Jeff Finnick isn't buying the rays currently? Because he looks at it and says, wow, I'm not so sure that I understand the math here. Sternberg's going to want 1.2 bill because he's not going to allow the Rays to be sold for less than the Marlins. No chance. So he gets 1.2 billion. I got to pay him that. Then on top of that, I'm going to have to put money into a stadium and he's not going to have to put that money into a stadium. And he's taking the franchise valuation as though he did put the money into the stadium. And I'm a business guy. But wait a minute. Would I be that much more popular? The Tampa Bay Rays are rooting for the Tampa Bay Lightning to lose right now. They don't want Vinny to be walking around town like Mr. Goodyear. They want him to be walking around town saying, wow, I could have done better. I should have done better. Let's win a World Series with the Rays. That will cement my legacy as the number one. I tried to do that with Steve Ross. Hey, Steve, you got to buy the Marlins. Because if you can win a World Series, if you can turn baseball around, that'll make up for the fact that you haven't won the Super Bowl. And if you win a Super Bowl and a World Series, you're going to the Hall of Fame. You're that type of owner. Steve Ross said, $1.2 billion? Are you out of your freaking mind? That team's worth $700 million. I said, well, we don't have the Grand Prix yet. He laughed. I didn't really say that. The Grand Prix was not even an embryo. I don't think I knew what the Grand Prix was five years ago. It was way before Drive to Survive. So I really don't think Jeff Phoenix is going to buy the Rays. But I think Stu Sternberg would like to sell a race to Jeff Finnick. I do think the Lightning are going to three-peat. Did you watch that game? Do you know what you need in hockey to win a Stanley Cup? I've decided you only need one thing, an HG. You need a hot goalie. Now, I'm not saying the goalie has to be good-looking because I, frankly, have never seen the goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think his name is Bolshev Bobanski. Baboom. What's his name, Coca? The guy stopped like 46 shots yesterday. He, it's just weird. It's like there was a lid on goal in the Panther game, which I was watching 
while I was watching the Celtic Heat game, sort of back and forth, focused on the Celtics Heat, but switching back, watching the end, like last 10 minutes, certainly during halftime, well, the first hour and a half before the game started, or an hour and 41 minutes, actually, before the game started, then during halftime and commercials, et cetera, et cetera. Coco, what's the name of the Tampa Bay Lightning goalie? You've got 17 tabs open. He didn't, he didn't let in a shot. The Panthers couldn't score. Anyway, wait to see. I'm going to give you an extra wait to see. Two today. The Tampa Bay Lightning are going back to back to back. Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. Vasilovsky. I think that's his name. All you need to win a cup is a hot goalie. And believe me, Vasilevsky is H-O-Triple-T. Okay. Nothing personal pick of the day. Here we go. The Celtics, six and a half over the heat. You think we won that? I got a, Coke, I got a, um, a direct message from someone saying, are you out of your mind? Celtics six and a half over the heat. And then I didn't hear back after the game, which I thought was weird. Maybe I heard back now. Let me see. Hi. Um, no, haven't heard back. We're 64 and 48. The game yesterday, if you watched it, the NBA is crazy. That whole Celtics heat series. One day, the Celtics look like champions. The next day, they look like crap. The next day, the Heat look like champions. The next day, the Heat look like crap. It's There hasn't been a competitive game. The games have been over in the first quarter, in my mind. While the Celtics made a furious run two days ago, they definitely did not. Ooh, good stat, Coca. He just gave me this. Only seven total clutch time minutes in this series. An average victory of 19, not in this series, in the whole playoffs. Is that the whole playoffs? Is that really? In the last, hold on, let me get it right, because this is new, we didn't rehearse it, we didn't talk about it, here it is. If you want to make it clean, 489-112. In the last 17 NBA playoff games, the average of victory has been 19.8 points, and there have been seven, count it, seven total clutch time minutes. I was watching Adam Silver at a game the other day, I think it was at the Dallas Mavericks Warriors game when the Warriors won game three, which didn't make him happy. And he was sitting there, looked like between two big guys, and Adam Silver's not a small guy. He's got pretty, he's got like Phil Jackson hanger shoulders. And he was sitting there, and he and he looked his strange self, and I'm not commenting on his looks. I'm just saying that some people look differently than others. And I know what he was thinking. Like, this is not good. It's just chuck and duck basketball. Whoever's got the hot hand on a particular game, that's who's going to win. And then they saw yesterday's game, and the Celtics couldn't shoot at all. It was brick after brick after brick. No, I'm not talking about the Heat. I'm talking about the Celtics. The Heat started, they missed their first 14 shots, which was some sort of record of the last 20 years or something. Then the bench, the starters scored 18 points total. All five starters scored 18 points. Now, it's easy to do that when the entire fourth quarter is garbage time because you're down by 30. But it's not like the Celtics had one of those games like they did against the Bucks, where everybody, Brown and Tatum and Smart and Horford were just hitting, 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 hitting. It wasn't like that. The final score was 102 to 82. It was ugly. And I don't mean like 1990s Nick Pistons Bulls ugly. Because as Mike Breen properly said, the announcer, who was the best part of the show, him and Mark Jackson and, and uh, Jeff Van Gundy, it's the best part of the playoffs right now. They were saying the Pat Riley's Heat would not have lost 102-82. They would have lost 86-82. And that was really Pat Riley's Knicks as well. Those were those games. It's just a very bizarre game, but we won. What about tonight? What are we going to do? We've got the Warriors and the Mavericks. I watched a TikTok the other day. 
because now Coke is on TikTok and Nothing Personal is on TikTok and because we're doing videos, you should watch them and follow. It's pretty cool if you want. It's nothingpersonal.npds on TikTok if you're looking for, he cuts like little snippets with video and he uses what I say here and before the show, he'll say, hey, just don't say shit. Okay, I won't, so you can't use that for your TikTok. Why was he talking about TikTok? Oh, Tim Donahue, that referee who gambles, remember him? He did an entire TikTok on what the NBA does when there's a team up 3-0. They go talk to the referees and they say to the referees, hey, listen, are you aware that it's 3-0? We'd really like it to be not a sweep. So if possible, and I know there's not much you can do, but on blocks and charges and little tic-tac fouls, just when you're doing it, if you don't mind, just try to get the team that won 0 to win one. Now, if you've got James Harden on your team, I totally get why they're going to get swept because they stink, but it'd be good to have a game five with Kevin Durant, but I guess there was nothing you can do. But in this case, can you please help us get a game five with the Mavericks and the Warriors? This is critical. Guess what? NGTH. It's not going to happen. Warriors plus one will sweep the Mavs. The Mavs have, look, if I'm Mark Cuban and I'm watching the Dallas Mavericks team, I'm saying, you know, I'm okay with Jason Kidd, even though I shouldn't be. And I understand that we got rid of Porzingis and we got back Spencer somebody. I want to say DeWittle, but I think that's wrong. And he can shoot from time to time. Dinwiddie, thank you. (laughs) Once in a while, Bullock goes 0 for 10, sometimes 6 for 10. Brunson is, by the way, Coca, is Brunson the son of the former Nick, a guy named Rick Brunson? Is that possible? There was a player, a little guard for the New York Knicks, and I believe his name was Rick Brunson. Am I really watching his son play for the Mavericks? That's outrageous. His son is way better than he was, by the way. Brunson's probably the second best Maverick, maybe. But everyone on the Warriors is better. You think when Clay Thompson misses five shots in a row, he's one for eight from three-point range. He's about to hit three in a row. And if he's not hot, Curry will be. And if he's not hot, Poole will be. By the way, you've got Andrew Wiggins who can posterize you or he can hit the three. That says nothing about Draymond Green whose basketball IQ is greater than any player in basketball. Maybe Tito Horford, Al Horford, damn it, four, six, nine. Maybe Al Horford is just as smart as Draymond Green on the court. But let me tell you, Draymond Green is something. The Warriors are so deep that no matter what the referees do, it will not matter. And then the Warriors will sweep the Mavs, and I'd be going to my team and saying, all right, I really want a home game in Game 5 because that's an extra million dollars for me at minimum. It's really, when you're the Warriors, closer to $3 million per home game. And no way, no one ever wins a series in basketball when you're down 3 nothing. And so even if we lose Game 4, we know we're going to win the series. But then I say, but... If we win the series, we're guaranteed another three home games. So that'll be $9 million minimum. What do you think we should do? Well, I'm here to admit to you the truth. I would be rooting for my team, wait for it, to sweep. Because I'm going to get way more money next year in raising season ticket prices. I'm going to get more money in raising corporate sponsorship deals. I'm going to get rings, championships, legacy, jewelry, and money. And if I can get rest this time of year, I'm taking it. So while normally 
I would say, hey, give me an extra home game. Let's not try to win game four. Today, the Warriors are not just trying to win game four. They're going to win game four. And I can still say that long term, it's just business. See you later, Luca. I love you, man. You're still going to get a title before Trey Young, I swear. But Cuban's got to get you some more help. This is nothing personal. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.